All right, and welcome back to Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. Today, we are here with Kinsey Stribe, who is going to be talking to us about how to use social media in a way that um, doesn't negatively affect us. And in fact, we're going to give some tips on how to help it benefit us and our health. Kinsey, thank you so much for being on here today. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for letting me join in. I'm just so excited to chat with you. I'm excited too. Um, I really like your approach here and I really like that your page is very much like using social media in a way that's very genuine and very upfront. Um, for the people who don't know you yet, can you um, tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of what you do and how, you know, your life really does relate around, you know, social media? Yeah, well, again, my name is Kinsey. Um, I call myself I don't know. I call myself a lot of names, a social media mentor, coach, uh, marketer, whatever you want to call me. I help down to earth entrepreneurs use social media in the best way for you. That's not going to waste your precious time or make you feel like a crazy person take over your life. Um, I try to approach social media in a way that you just will actually enjoy and will get the results you want to get from social without it taking over your life. So that's what I do. <laughs> Yeah. And that's awesome. I, I could see why it would be confusing on like what your official title would be, but like, mm -hmm. definitely I think what you do is great. And like, let's talk about that as well, where it's, you know, social media does take up so much of our time and in kind of a way we really do all live on social media. Like, obviously it's not our official address, but it's definitely one of those things that, you know, we spend so much time at this point that like, it really is our own little world. And how do you feel like that has affected people? Because I feel like you hear a lot of conversations about like people, especially entrepreneurs, but really anybody um, just gets serious burnout or mental health issues, things like that. And like the, the struggle can be real when using social media. Is that something that you've seen? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I feel like that's an issue that so many of us have, you know, um, and it's kind of funny. I was actually chatting with someone about this earlier. Uh, social media, I believe it is this amazing tool that we can use for a business to connect with people all over the world. It's free. Um, it's awesome. But there are so many things that I don't like about it. <laughs> the disconnection it can breed, like you said, you know, um, the comparisonitis that it can breed as well. And also just um, the addictive quality of it. Uh, feeling like we can just mindlessly be scrolling for two hours and then feel guilty about doing that afterward and all of those things. So that's definitely something I run into. And that's what I really love to combat um, in my business is helping people use it, setting those boundaries, feeling good about the way you're using it. So you're not feeling icky or cringy or anything like that, you know? Um, and so that's kind of that's definitely something that I feel strongly about. And it's something that we just need to be aware of and change our habits around, I think. Yeah, I think being aware of it is actually really huge because especially, you know, I, I work with a lot of people who, you know, came from a place where they use the weight on the scale or they used a very aesthetics-based model. And I think in the social media world, the aesthetics-based model has never been more difficult. I think that's the real challenge is that it was already hard enough to be, you know, the best looking person in your friend group or maybe your class, but to be the best looking person online is almost like a mythical dream. Like it really, and yeah. if, that, if that's your comparison, I think that that is extremely tough. And I think like in the social media age, um, if you play the aesthetics game, 
algorithms are designed to show you the best looking people literally in the world that you probably won't stack up. And that's not an insult to you. It's just, you're not, if you're not the top 0.0001% and Photoshopped and filtered, it's going to be kind of a bad time. And <laughs> I, I understand um, where people will come from where people do get burnt out because they just see posts and they see social media. And I'm kind of with you where like, I think social media is a great thing. I think it is an unbelievable tool and the ability to connect and reach people and inform at a scale that has never been possible. But I think this was one of the cons we didn't think about is, well, now you're comparing yourself to the best people in the world and that's very challenging. Well, and it's just so funny too. It's exactly what you said. It's the shiniest moments of everyone's life normally, right? So- um, The highlight reel, yeah. Yeah, like put me in front of a window with a filter on right now and I can look, you know, pretty gorgeous. <laughs> but um, right now, like us looking at each other over Zoom, you know, my hair is all crazy and you can see the wrinkles under my eyes and whatnot. And, um, and so- it's getting lost in that as well in this like disconnect from reality. And yeah, I totally know what you mean. And actually it's so funny. I was talking with a woman earlier in an interview about, she asked me what inspires you in your business. And I kind of mentioned just this topic, what we were talking about, how um, when it comes to social media and Instagram, it definitely used to be about oh, like, look at all these people living their best life and every photo needs to look great and perfect. And it's caused a lot of anxiety for people creating content. But I truly believe that there's this shift that's been happening over the past few years where um, people are wanting to show up more real. People are starting to value realness over shininess more so. And I think that the more vulnerable you can be, the more real you can be, the more you can tell your stories in a personal way and drive deeper connection is really the best way you can market your business on social media. And so that's what kind of lights me up and, and inspires me is because my beliefs and like what's working are kind of coming together and, um, can move forward that way, I guess. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you where I think there's almost like a reaction to like the, you know, everyone putting out their perfect life. And now I think we're seeing a lot more people who are, you know, showing their flaws. And I think that that's good. And I think that's, and, and, and it's so interesting, especially for like, so earlier this year, this was something that like, I had talked about the fact that I had had depression before, and it's been like nine to 10 years. And it was kind of the first time that I really talked about that on like a public platform. And I was very mm -hmm. nervous about that. That was something that I was like, not too sure how it was going to go. But it was like, okay, I want to bring it out. Like, I'll mention it. You know, I mentioned it in a very like mild way originally. And what I got from that is people who were like thanking me for talking about it. They brought up their own mental health issues and it, and it created a very like open space. And it was very like, I think when people are worried about bringing their insecurities online, I think there's a part of them that goes like, oh man, people are going to bash me for this. Or people are going to think that I'm like, you know, looking for pity or things along those lines. And mm -hmm. my, my experience with that honestly has been um, just opening up the space for them. Like they feel more confident talking about their issues now. Like people are more authentic and then people see you as more authentic where like yeah. um, that opened a ton of conversations for me on like, I got to get to know a bunch of new people who like were following my page, but they didn't feel like they knowed me. And that helped bridge that gap. Not to use, yeah. not to use like your mental health as like a sales tactic, but like that was just my personal experience. 
Yeah, for sure. This has been such an interesting conversation um, just over the past year, even with talking about how to be authentic online, how to show up and be vulnerable, but for your business and all of those things. And um, the truth is like, we're all struggling with things in some way. And so if you can be comfortable showing up and sharing stories like that, um, it's inspiring. It helps people connect with you, helps them not feel alone, um, develops that per personal connection and whatnot. And um, I think that ultimately like you alone can know how you're sharing a story, like where you're sharing a story from, you know, are you sharing it from a good place to drive connection because you care about people or are you sharing it in like an hashtag authentic way? Right. That, yeah. Yeah. You know, more for personal gain than anything or sharing a story that's, oh, my life is so hard, even though it's like not or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, there's definitely a, a difference. And I think that um, really, truly only your heart can know <laughs> where you're coming I from. My experience from that actually is that when people are fake authentic, like mm. the average person knows, like it really does not come out as like, like if you're trying to do like the pretend authentic story mm -hmm. is that most people I know, like there's just a part of you that's like, this is not legit. Like this is like, it's not authentic. Um, so I think if you're trying to be authentic in like a fake way or like just to like, I, I think the best way to show authenticity is to like actually be authentic because yeah. people are just good bullshit detectors like that's actually just like the like like and we've all had this where like someone's trying to tell us a heartfelt story and there's a part of us that's like all right but like this is not you know what I mean like this is kind of a very uh and I think like if you're gonna be online I think it like makes the online space better when you're actually authentic um for sure for sure and I'm so if glad you're fake authentic it like ruins it for everybody but if yeah you're, like, if you're like real authentic I think that that just like makes the platforms better that's so true. And I love that you, I think um, whenever you hopped up my IG live <laughs> the other day, you were like talking about bullshit. And I, I say that all the time. Like people can smell bullshit through the screen, you guys. It's pretty yeah. technology, um, but you're so right. And I think that, I guess I said, I said it that way because I truly believe that as well. People can feel energy through the screen, right? So if you show up in an inauthentic way, I feel like people could definitely tell. Um, but if I guess my clients come to me all the time being like, how do I be authentic and all that stuff? And so that's kind of my point is like, you know, you decide why are you showing up, you know? And if you feel like you're showing up from a good place, wonderful, show up. If you feel like you're trying to force something, then maybe that's when you <laughs> give it a little bit or show up in a different way. <laughs> I think if you're playing the game, will this story resonate with, my audience, I feel mm. like you're almost pretending out of the gate. I feel like, like, mm. like maybe I'm like, I would love your opinion on that. But I feel like if you're, if, if you're giving an authentic story, I think you can't word it in a way that's like, this is going to be ideal for my clientele. Like it has to be something that's like authentic and you put it out there and you see what comes in. Like what, what's been your experience on that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I feel like, um, I always encourage my like clients and students to share their personal stories, but I want them to make sure that it is relatable or valuable for their ideal clients in some gotcha. way, just because I, I feel strongly about the fact that if you're showing up on social media for your business, we need to be purposeful with it is these, <laughs> the word yeah, 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 that makes intentional. sense. Intentional. So it's like, 
don't you don't have to necessarily be sharing I had spaghetti for dinner last night you can but it's like um, try to invite your audience into your story in some way so it's not just like look at me I ate spaghetti it's oh my gosh I had spaghetti last night and I dropped it on the floor have you ever done something dumb <laughs> that you yeah, like, yeah, yeah. immediately happen but you can stop it or something like that that's like relatable but I get what you mean for sure yeah I mean like obviously like like when we say authentic I don't think it necessarily needs to be every aspect of your life and I think if you are on social <laughs> media I think you do have to make those boundaries and I think that's what makes social media really important is that like um how much you share has to be like well regulated almost I think is like mm -hmm. what are you comfortable with sharing what are you going to keep to yourself like what um and I think like that is very valuable if we're going to use social media and then like I, I don't think there's any reason to believe it's going anywhere that how do we use it so we don't get burnout so we don't have mental health problems I, I think when people use their pages to receive compliments to receive like oh you look great today like all your friends like your posts comment like that that has always been very scary to me because it's um it almost means like other people own your confidence. Uh, is that like kind oh. of in your, like wow. it's? I love that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's in like it's kind of one of those things. Like if you're relying on the likes, if you're relying on the comments, mm -hmm. or like someone to tell you, like a stranger or even a friend, um, that means it can easily be taken away. And there's even some data to show that like negative comments stick with us way more than positive comments. So oh, you yeah. could have. 20 positive like you're amazing i love your page you're beautiful and then one page being like you don't look great in this photo and then it's over like that's actually like like that's like and that to me is like very unstable um yeah yeah does that make sense where i'm coming from here yeah in my mind i'm like making a mental note to create a graphic that's like um don't let others own your confidence mark breeden <laughs> and sharing because I love that I love that and and that's something I run into a lot and it's a mindset shift that a lot of us need to make and that honestly from personal experience I'm just chatting with my students and clients like we need to make again and again right literally before I hopped on this call one of my students was messaging me um, because in my course I encourage them to actually delete followers that aren't ideal um, just because the way social media works, um, you want to be reaching your people and not robot account or sexy flexy man troll account or something like that, you know. Um, and she's like, oof, this hurts. This hurts me on the inside. I'm seeing that number go down. And I'm like, I know, me too. Every time I do it, I'm like, um, because our egos are so strong willed and they want to be um, boosted, <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, we have to kind of remember exactly. It's like, um, it's vanity metrics. It doesn't really mean much in the scheme of things. Yeah, I, I agree. I think like, obviously there's like a short-term satisfaction, but I think like what you're sacrificing for that and you don't want the algorithm to dictate how you feel about yourself. I think that's yeah. also very important as well. Or like things like follower count, uh, the amount of people I know who like their follower count really does affect their self-esteem. Like if it goes up or it goes down, like they're constantly checking all day. Like if they lost a few followers and they don't know why it like actually does affect their day. And that I think is, I, I think we've always had these kind of insecurities, but I think social media has like scaled them. Like I think yeah. like, and that's like now before it was like, if you had a lot of friends in your friend group and now it's, 
you know, like, do I have more followers than my other friend? Or like, if I lost followers, is it because I'm not likable or because I don't have the right look? Like, what, what did I do? Um, And again, like, that's a very scary place to be because what essentially means is that your confidence is based off of your opinions of strangers. Oh yeah. And I'm, and, and that's something, I think it's natural. Um, I think that that's how we've been trained to think about social media and stuff like that for sure. But I love, I love that we're having this conversation specifically too, because um, I was thinking about this as I was, cause I, um, I talk about confidence on social media and shifting your mindset and how to like not be as reliant on those vanity metrics. And one of the things that I tell people is just try to not look at the number, right? Try to like not train yourself to not even look at that number um, because it will go up and down. It'll fluctuate no matter what. And I actually, as I was kind of thinking of this um, tip, I was thinking about how I approach the scale, right? We've talked about this before. I had yep. a disorder in college or in high school. And, um, and so one of the things that I don't do ever anymore is look at that number on the scale. <laughs> like I don't get on a scale if I have to go to the doctor's office. I don't look at it because I know I'm aware that like no matter what, no matter how far I've like moved past this, that number will make me feel a certain way, right? I'm dependent on that number in a way. And so I've trained myself just to not worry about it because I know already, like, I'm not you, like- You know, you're not gonna step on the scale and be like, well, now I feel good about myself. Or bad about like myself, that's, either way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it goes both yeah. ways. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important. And I think like when we talk about, especially I would say for like entrepreneurs or like anybody who runs some kind of business online, Um, I think social media burnout is like a real thing. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just because by definition, by how our jobs work, we have to be on the platform for more than the average person. Like, that's just like, like, that's, that's how our life is. That's where you put out content. Like that's where you make connections all like all that kind of jazz. What do you recommend to people who are, well, well, one, what do you think is the main cause of the burnout? And also like, what would you do? What would you recommend to make that happen less often yeah oh yeah for sure and I'm right there with you you know it's so funny too because like I have that excuse of I'm a social media manager so I'm supposed to be on Instagram yeah (laughs) um so I think that whenever people come to me they're feeling overwhelmed they're feeling burnout they're feeling just stressed out about social media I I try to get to the source of the stress right so if it's content creation we say, okay, how can we make your content creation process easier? How can we make posting easier? So you're not wasting an hour every day trying to create a social media post, um, figure out what to post, write the caption, choose the photo, rewrite the caption, all those things. Um, Or if it's the fact that you're spending too much time on the platform, or you feel like you're a slave to your phone, or you're addicted to your phone, um, then that's when I start to talk about setting boundaries, right? Um, So I honestly try to stay off the platform as much as possible. And again, this is a practice. Again, this is something that I screw up all the time because they create the apps in a way where a notification on your phone is exactly what you need to see when you want to be distracted, which so many of us want that (laughs) right now. And so I like to stay off social media. And what I will do is schedule time into my calendar Um, I do it every day because I want to be on there and I have to be on there for my clients and whatnot. But 
um, you know, if it's three times a week, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour that you are intentionally going on to social media. And then I think that that's the key as well is a lot of people will go on the platform and just start scrolling. Um, but if you're using social media in like a purposeful way for your business, or if you want to go on social media and um, maybe be inspired for your listeners or something like that, then I wouldn't just go on and scroll because that's a perfect way to get lost in the platform and waste your time. Um, what I teach my clients and what maybe your listeners could do is go to specific accounts that you want to see. Um, check in on those accounts, engage on those accounts, you know, respond to your comments and your DMs in that way, but um, be intentional. Don't just get lost in the platform. Set a timer for yourself is another huge, right. And then you're not just like wasting your time and just feeling like um, social media is taking over your life and whatnot. Yeah. I, I think that's really valuable as well. One of the things that I try and advocate for is and, you know, and, and this is good for all social media platforms. Like I think we've referenced Instagram a little bit, but this would also be true for TikTok, Facebook, like all the, all the main hubs. And what I've advocated for is that like, if there are follow, if there's accounts that like make you feel subpar about yourself, you should unfollow those accounts. And like, even if it's a person, you know, even if it's a person, like you have the ability to dictate what goes on your regular feed at least. And mm -hmm. so if you have that ability you should use it to like the fullest extent that you can. If there are pages that every, like, if you notice like, okay, like this person's page, every time I scroll down, like I just feel self-conscious or I don't like their messaging or I get angry or, um, and you don't have to dislike the person necessarily if it's someone you know, but like if yeah. their content is not, you know, giving you a net positive in your life, like you can delete them. Or yeah. if you don't want to like unfollow a friend, you can also mute them. Yeah. And I love, I love that you brought that up too. It's not that you don't, it's not that you dislike the person. It's that they're not really serving you and you're aware and you are serving yourself. Right. Um, like so many of us were so, we don't want to make others feel bad or we don't, or something like that, you know, but it's true. It's like, it's nothing against them. It's just you being aware and taking care of yourself in that way and being proactive about it. Yeah, absolutely. And like the opposite can be said as well, where if there's pages that um, make you feel better about yourself, like you should follow those pages as well. Um, liking or commenting on those pages will also, for the most part, like I know this is true for Instagram. I, I don't know TikTok and Facebook's algorithm well enough, but the more you like and comment on certain posts, those will show up more. And so it's one of those things that's like, if you really do like someone's content, like liking and commenting, it actually has a benefit for you as well, because that just means that if there's a page that makes you feel better about yourself, liking and commenting on that page will make it show up more on your feed. Um, same yeah. with stories, same with like TikTok algorithms, uh, or I, I believe TikTok algorithms work that way. Um, so the, the beauty of online social media, or I guess social media, it's all online, is you can dictate what you see uh, to a large extent. Yeah, for sure. And, and of course, there's going to be those accounts that just pop up. Like you're going to be hit still with um, images that are going to make you- It's not perfect. Um, and so I don't know if how you feel about this. I'd be interested, but a lot of times I will, usually when I'm approaching social media and like this comparison syndrome, it's talking to entrepreneurs about competitors and stuff. But I think sure. you could apply this to just um, someone who is feeling kind of 
just hit with all of the beautiful visuals on social media and comparing themselves to others. But I always try to like, if I can try to shift my mindset around that and think of people as inspiration. There's two things, there's two mindset shifts that I make. Firstly, I remind myself how fake Instagram is and how I'm not going to show up and post normally not every day am I going to show up and post a photo of me just getting out of the shower with like my mascara running or anything like that you know um so I remind myself like I don't post the uh, like the ugliest moments of my life and others aren't either right a lot of people have help making themselves prettier on social media so there's that aspect and then also I try to think of people as um as inspiration and um feeling just like oh I would love to, you know, have that someday or, oh, I'm so like glad for them or something. And that one's hard for sure. And it doesn't always work, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff is just, I think, healthier in our brains than jealousy or, or um, sure. harmful, I guess, you know. I think like by definition or like by like human biology, we really do compare ourselves to others almost by our nature. And so when I tell people not to compare themselves to others, I'm not necessarily saying like turn off human biology, but I think the more that you push against that, the better that you feel, especially in this time. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely remember when I was starting out as an entrepreneur and, you know, like, you know, as like everybody who starts, like you don't have a lot of clients yet, you don't have a lot of reach. And then you see all these other pages with so many followers and so many clients and making so much money. And it's hard not to be like, well, you know, like, especially like for me, like I had definitely like a slower start or at least I, I guess it's subjective, but I felt it was, I felt it was slower. And, you know, there was a part of me that was like, why do I suck so much? You know what I mean? Like that was yeah. the like because you're you're constantly being shown the top tier of people like everybody who's especially in the entrepreneur world like you know you hear all these stories about like oh had another 10k month and you're like just trying to get your first client and like it's hard not to get become self-aware about that or like become mm -hmm. judgmental to yourself and i think it's good to acknowledge that like you are being shown a highlight reel um, for the most part, oh. the, I, I do agree that social media is becoming more, um, it's becoming more authentic with time. And I think the people who are truly authentic will, will like win the day. I, I mm -hmm. like, over, I think over time, you're going to see that. Well, and exactly. It's like, it's just understanding yourself better. I think being gentle with yourself, just being real, like being real is better, I think in a way. And I'd love to know what you think of this because um, I've, I've spent a lot of time this year trying to like uh, manage my mental health in a way, just stay sane, you know? Um, I hired a mindset coach and whatnot. And like, um, I think that like, I'm not against filters. I will, if I, I've had those days where I'll hop on Instagram live, I look really terrible, you know? And I'm like, whatever, I'm here because I'm feeling confident and stuff like that. Um, and then I've also had those days when I've scheduled an Instagram live and I'm like, I do not feel good today. Um, I'm slapping a filter on right now because right, yeah, yeah. it makes me comfortable enough to show up. And it's not me pretending maybe that's the difference it's not me pretending like I didn't put a filter on there or anything like that I still don't talk about that specifically but it's still me being genuine and showing up and if someone would ask me like 
oh, you talk about authenticity and yet you put a filter on there, then I would say, yeah, I was feeling crappy today. <laughs> that's why I did it, you know? And I think that that's kind of um, what I'm trying to teach more so. It's like, it's okay if you want to use a filter, but, you know, just like own it and also just be gentle with yourself, you know? Know, know yourself and what you need in that day, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it always, it always depends like to what extent, right? Like if you take that to the extreme, it's like, oh, you wore mascara today? Like, why aren't you being your authentic self, right? Like we can play that game. I uh, think like what I always encourage is it's not that you can't use a filter, you can if you want, um, but the filter should not be mandatory for you to go on your page. That's mm -hmm. kind of the, like, if you always need a filter or always need, then that's kind of a sign of like a bigger problem. But if you were just like, oh, I don't look, super great today. Like I'll just put on a filter for today as, as long as it, you know, wasn't, I'm not trying to like make this like a psychiatry counseling. Session here, but, <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, I could go deep. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but like, to me, it's like, as long as like, you don't need a filter to decide to like feel confident online. Like, I think that's fine. Like that's the, like, um, we're, what I'm more concerned about is like reliance on these things. Like if you can't put a photo up without Photoshop, then like that, is more concerning to me than like, I don't know, you deciding to like do whatever filter made you feel better about yourself that day. Does that make sense? Does that answer the question? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, it's a really interesting topic and I don't think that there's like a right or wrong answer. And I think everyone's just figuring it out. Um, I feel like sometimes, I mean, we don't have to go down this psych <laughs> psychiatry uh, road. You know? <laughs> I feel like, um, I feel like sometimes when, especially with live video, and I, and I think that that's why this is coming up for me right now is because we're kind of talking about filters on Instagram stories or on Instagram lives and stuff, because a lot of times people get really nervous to show up and they're not naturally confident on social media. And so it's one of those things like if for you to show up on social media, you need to put a filter on there. Like, great, do it. And and I've kind of had this experience where, you know, the filters at the, in the beginning of showing up on my video, because I'm kind of shy <laughs> in, in, the, in the inside, you know? And um, so for me to start showing up on my video, I did kind of feel like I needed to, but I've slowly kind of graduated out of that and whatnot. So um, I feel like, if you are always needing to show up and use a filter, it's it's not necessary. Like, don't beat yourself up for it and stuff. It's just sure. like be aware of that that uh, reliance and maybe maybe journal about it, you know, and maybe start to try to not use the filters every once in a while. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think that that's like no no one should ever be judged for using a filter every time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's not the yeah. point. Um, I, I think it's one of the and if that's what gets you in the door, then like then fine, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a question for you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so somewhat, I feel like me being comfortable with video has just been showing up and almost seeing myself on video just more so making it more normal. And then also realizing like, it's not scary. Like you don't look like a monster or so, like some dumb stuff that always like comes up in my head or something like that you know like you don't look like an idiot and um and so just showing up and actually watching myself more so has almost made me just more comfortable with it and I wonder just like from the weight training perspective and stuff like that like do you ever use visuals with your clients and like just 
make them like more comfortable with their bodies in that way? Or is it, or do you not ever? <laughs> is that just like a random thought of mine? Could you elaborate what you mean by like visuals in terms of weight training? Well, sometimes I feel like, and this is where this is like not my, you know, expertise at all. So that's why I'm asking you, but um, like I've seen people like just take photos of their bodies and stuff and then like show their progress and whatnot. And maybe that's not even what I'm asking, but just like seeing your body on camera and realizing like, this is me. And like, I am beautiful in my own way, even though I'm not like Instagram model over here or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. That's yeah. So like before, like, so like, especially with the people that I work with, like, so we don't, we don't take before and after photos ever. I don't ask for the weight on the scale. Mm -hmm. Like we've just removed that entirely. And to be honest, like I think transformation photos have like almost created a new problem where we have like the left side of this is my body and it's bad and my life is awful. And then the right side is like, now I fixed my body and my life is better. And I'm like, uh, and like I, think yeah. I think it sends an indirect message to people who look more like the left photo being like, oh, like, I guess I'm shitty too. Like that's kind of the, um, so I, I'm kind of against them like as a staple um, mm -hmm. because I think they send both the wrong message to the person taking the photo of themselves as well as people who will see their photos um yeah. and I think especially like for yourself is that like when you first see your body it's hard not to like nitpick on video or like things like that and so while video is a valuable tool for me I never make it mandatory because maybe they're not at that place yet I have some clients mm -hmm. who like when they send me exercises like they'll just like video set one to like set 12 like the whole like thing and then other ones are just not at that place yet and I think that's fine and we don't need to go that route. I think it's it really depends on where the person is at. I don't want to create a training environment where they become more self-conscious. So for yeah. me, while I would like highly recommend videos, I've never made it mandatory. That's what I love about like you and your messaging and all this. That's why on the Instagram live, I was like, yes, tell me more, Mark. Because <laughs> I love that you approach it from this way of like, you know, everyone's story is different. And especially when it comes to our bodies, especially when it comes to self-confidence and body image and stuff, I feel like that's a, that's a road where it's not one size fits all whatsoever. And, and you kind of have to approach it from like a gentle like, what do you need way for sure? That's what I love about like your message. Thanks. I, I really appreciate that, that it's like resonating. And also I feel like one of the ways of getting past body image is bringing value into other things in your life. Like, this is why I'm big on strength training is that because mm -hmm. it's like, it's not about like, you know, like if you get your first pull up, it's not like, but how did I look that day? Like, let's, I think like that's really valuable as well. And this is why I'm always concerned when people with body image issues go down the weight loss aesthetics route is because it's almost like double downing on their problem where like their yeah. issue is that they're already too focused on their body. Like, and now <laughs> yeah. we're going to make it like, now we're going to get, now we're going to make it a, an event three times a week. Like that to me is like very, very scary, but you see it all the time where the messaging mm -hmm. is very like, oh, you don't like how you look? Like you want to get toned? Like let's do a toning workout or like let's sculpt abs. And it's like, to me, it's almost like what, you know, and for many people, what this could be is almost just like taking advantage of their insecurity for profit. And I don't mm -hmm. think the coaches mean it that way, to be fair. Before like someone hears this, who's a weight loss coach and is like, <laughs> I'm about to like remark out. I don't think that's the intention of the coach, but I do mm -hmm. think if a person does have body image issues or a previous eating disorder or something along those lines. I think if you make their training about that, 
that that's only going to hinder the problem more. Um, yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. I love that. And I love exactly like what you said about making it about what did you achieve versus how did I look like that is a shift that I may have to make when I, um, moved to Colorado and started rock climbing and like skiing and do all the, doing all these outdoor things that I love, but like, I don't look good rock climbing. <laughs> My wispy hair is all over the place. Like, um, and honestly too, just from a weird, super weird eating disorder mindset thing where I don't really like photos of myself rock climbing, even though my boyfriend does sometimes like when, cause I feel like I'm like too buff or something like that, but I don't care because it's so fun, you know? And I feel like a badass, like on top of that wall and whatnot. And so I, and I think that that's such a better way to approach just your like life <laughs> in general. I, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you play the game of like, do I look good day in, day out? Like sometimes it's not going to be that case. And like, and if that's where your confidence is at, then like, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that, that, that to me is very, and again, like in the social media age where it's very, um, you know, like you're seeing the best of the best, right? Like you're seeing like the best looking people in the world and they always look great. And like, that's, I think it's, um, I think we need, I think we need to move away from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. I agree. Start posting um, more photos of yourself just getting out of the shower. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, like for yourself, like for people who are having a hard time with their relationship with social media, mm-hmm. how do you, what would you recommend for them on how to start dealing with that? Because I feel like there's the problem with social media is that it almost like we almost need it right? Like you can't really just unplug it because so many things are happening now on social media. You would miss out on so many things like to not have any kind of social media would actually be like quite challenging at this point. So it's kind of, but like, how do we stop it from being a necessary evil? Yeah. Um, I like to approach it with like lean into those things that you actually enjoy Um, or those things that you actually believe about the platform, right? So for me, um, one of the big shifts that I made was from feeling like, oh, I got to post today, I got to create content all the time, I got to show up for my people, um, to, oh, like, this is a place I can express myself, this is a creative outlet, like, I love taking photos, editing the photos. I love creating graphics. I love writing captions um, because it's a form of self-expression. It feels more creative than like a chore. And so that's what I lean into when it comes to social media. Some people don't like that. Some people like going on the platform and engaging. But once again, lean into what feels good. Um, Engage with the people you want to engage with, the people you want to see. Set time limits for yourself, you know. Um, Tell yourself, I'm not going to go to social media over dinner or sit on the toilet and scroll or anything like that. Um, but I know, but also on the opposite side of this, and this is something that I've been preaching a lot this year, don't beat yourself up for feeling that way right now. Um, this year has been hard. There's been a lot of anxiety throughout the world right now. And sometimes we all just need to escape in a way. <laughs> and so if you're using social media to escape, um, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up about it, but also like realize, is this serving me? Are the accounts I'm following making me feel better or worse? Right. So like, just be more self-aware about your habits, I think. 
Yeah, it, it's very like customizable and very like, you know, double down on the things you do like about social media and maybe like steer away from the things that you don't as like a maybe not a hard fast rule, but like um, and yeah, like not to not to like date the podcast, but yeah, like we are in 2020 and things are pretty stressful and maybe it's okay that you're using it and that you have anxiety and that it's a very stressful year and we don't necessarily need to feel bad about that stress wherever it comes from. Yeah, like those secondary emotions, like shaming yourself for feeling a certain way or being frustrated with yourself that you aren't getting something done and you can't focus. It's like those secondary compounding emotions that are hard. So just like be gentle with yourself and um, and and realize too, with my mindset coach this year, we were kind of talking about addiction in a way like um, I drink alcohol <laughs> and I, you know, I wouldn't call myself an alcoholic necessarily, but there's definitely been times when I've been like, I need a drink, you know? And, um, and so I was talking to her about that because there is like an, um, alcoholism in my family. And, um, she said, you know, it, even when it comes to any addiction, I think that most humans are addicted to something and it's not even necessarily oh, you need to stop drinking alcohol or, oh, you need to like only drink alcohol when you're feeling good. The first step is being aware of how you're using it, right? So um, if I'm like, when I'm taking a drink of alcohol, am I drinking this because <laughs> I feel like I need to like de-stress the day, like, or just like escape from the world or like numb to something? Or am I drinking this because I love like a good Merlot? You know what I mean? And right. So yeah, yeah. Being aware of that is the first step, not shaming yourself is the second step. And then maybe taking the action to kind of um, do something else or shift your habits or something like that. <laughs> I feel like maybe we're getting absolutely. Off. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree more. I think that's, that's great. Um, and some really good advice to give, where can people find you if they want to know more about like what you offer or about your programs and things like that? Oh yeah. I would love to connect with anyone. Um, I'm at feel good social on Instagram, um, feelgoodsocial.com. I have the feel good social podcast, which Mark is going to be a guest on soon. I'm so excited. <laughs> and yeah, I'd love to chat with anyone. Um, I just mostly help with social media marketing, but if anyone wants to chat about anything, <laughs> I love talking to people. <laughs> so reach out to me. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. If you want like an entrepreneur experience that is more genuine and not about tricking people into buying your services, like this is, this is the way to go. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for bringing me on here. I've loved chatting with you. My pleasure. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. And uh, this has been another episode of Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch.